This week's episode sponsor of Are the Aunties Listening is Life with Pi. Life with Pi is a digital art business that turns your cherished memories into minimal illustrations, providing the perfect personalized gifts for anniversaries, birthdays, graduations, and even proposals. Check out their page on Instagram where they can create artworks for every occasion. That's at Life with Pi, P A I. If your business is keen on sponsoring an episode, just DM us. All right, let's do this. Hi there, it's Priya and Kripa, and you've got front row seats to our podcast, Are the Aunties Listening? Today we talk online dating. Hello, Kripa. Hi, how are you going? It's day 40 of lockdown. Day 40. Uh, I feel like I've done nothing. Can't believe you're counting. Well, on my TikTok, I have this thing of like, welcome to day da 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 Yeah, so I, I saw that's that. That's when I started. So that's the only reason that I'm counting. It doesn't feel like I'm getting used days. to it. It doesn't. I've really gotten used to it. Got into a routine. Not a w- every day is the same routine, but it's like a, I feel like this. And then that's my routine for the day. That's really healthy. At least you're letting yourself feel <laughs> how you're supposed to feel. Priya, it's episode one of Are the Aunties Listening? And I'm very excited. Today we're going to be talking about something that is a little bit taboo. Uh, or is it? It's got a stigma, uh, let's say, in certain social circles. The topic is online dating. Dun, dun, dun. I think online dating is just how everyone dates now. I'd say I'd say 60 to 70% of my friends are in long-term relationships where they met their partner on Bumble, Tinder, um, Hinge, pretty much, yeah, online dating. It is really common now, especially uh, in lockdown. I mean, regardless of where you are in the world, there's just not a lot of ways to meet people. I don't know. I don't know anyone who has met. Really? No. No one? No one. Do you think it's an age thing? But I also... Maybe. Wait, how old are you? I'm 24. It must be an age thing. I'm 27. So when I was in uni, nobody was using dating apps. That's not how anyone ever met. The year was... What year was it? I don't know. The year was 2012. <laughs> 2012 was when you started uni. Yeah, hey. that was when I started uni. So no, no one was on dating apps back then. I think it only really started becoming quote unquote normal when I'd say maybe two, three years ago. That's kind of when more people were on the apps, more people were openly talking about it and admitting it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I think it's great. Like, if you're newly single, you just get a Tinder app, get Bumble, whatever. Mm. My lingo is probably off as well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's any specific lingo for dating apps. (laughs) You're just like, get a Tinder app or whatever the kids call it these days. Whatever the kids call it. But, um, yeah, so I'm very excited for this. Grip hasn't shared any of the questions all the responses with me, so I'm in for some Yeah, actually, fun. before we get into it, um, you've been – oh, hold on. My neighbour just sneezed. <laughs> Might do that again. Me and my sister said this thing, especially in lockdown. We can hear our neighbour very clearly when he sneezes. <laughs> so every time he sneezes, we just 
we just bless him. He deserves it, you know. <laughs> the sneeze, the sneeze is very emphatic and animated. And so, anyway, I was gonna say, uh, you've been with Sid, your partner, for nine years, and I'm guessing you guys didn't meet on Tinder or Bumble or whatever the kids call it. And no, we didn't. We, we yeah, we've been together for nine years. We met in 2012. We met at the UNSW Roundhouse, and yeah, it was it was like your you know your typical meeting in university, going to uni every day, doing the same course, and then yeah, nine years later. Yeah, wow. You would have been eighteen. I was seventeen when we met. First relationship. Yeah, he was. He is. Damn. And I'm and I'm his first relationship too. That's so cute. So you're kinda like high school sweetheart. Yeah, but uni. I don't I think like people who've been together since high school, good on you. Because you go through so many changes in a relationship. And for us we went through changes from going from being uni kids to working kids. And that transition in life is really big as well. So yeah, having to go through two transitions in life, like going from high school to uni, then uni to working, yeah, that's probably why most high school relationships don't last. I mean, I'm so different to who I was in high school and I can't imagine being with – I mean, he's definitely not listening, but I can't imagine being with my high school boyfriend. I've just grown into a totally different person and you're right, the people that do stick it through – are the people that change together, and that's very few people. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You have to be open to, like, revisiting what your relationship is again and again. Yes. Because you're not going to be the same person. I'm a completely different person to when I was 17 years old. And, yeah, that's what Sid and I do. We re-revisit our relationship and what it is and who we are as individual people all the time. It's the only way to make it last because, yeah, you're promising to be with the person, not the version of the person they are at that time. And if you choose to have kids, you've got that to deal with. You've got moving countries potentially. You've got career You've got so many changes ahead of you and no one is going to be the same as they are today. You're right, revisiting your relationship. And that doesn't mean reevaluating your love for each other or whether you should be together. It's just revisiting what versions of yourselves bring out the best in each other. 100%. So I met my partner on Tinder. Mm. I think that'll add another level of spice to this. We knew each other in high school. He was two years above me. Cute. But we didn't know each other well. We were dating other people. So I think the good thing about dating apps is that it connects you with people that you know, but you wouldn't necessarily encounter encounter organically or naturally. You know, a friend of a friend or an acquaintance or someone you or someone you cross paths with at some point that and the likelihood is low that you're going to cross paths again. So dating apps are kind of a good conduit or medium for you to start talking and potentially get into a relationship. Mm, okay. 
So so it basically just introduces you to someone else. Yeah. Okay. So we asked Uncultured's Instagram all of our dating apps, and around five hundred people voted for context. So, what percentage of people have used a dating app? Seventy percent. What the heck? That is what? It's sixty-eight <laughs> percent. Well done. What the hell? Okay, what do you think's more popular, Bumble or Tinder? Uh, Tinder. Ooh, one hit wonder. Seventy-five percent prefer Bumble over Tinder. Oh, really? I guess people prefer um, contacting the guy first. Mm, I think there's also just an association that people have towards Tinder that it's more for hookups and Bumble is more for serious relationships. Um, I think that stigma has kind of built over the years. Bumble or Hinge? Wait, Hinge is for the LGBTQ community? No. Hinge is like... I thought it was. No. Then what's the difference? Why is the Hinge? (laughs) (laughs) So their slogan is the dating app designed to be deleted. Uh, So the focus is very strongly on relationships. So people have prompts, and in order to start a conversation, you have to respond to that person's prompt. I feel like my mom right now, where I'm like, oh, you young people, I don't understand. Okay, okay, interesting. I still don't understand the purpose of Hinge. It's actually the most popular, based on our poll. It's 60% prefer Hinge over Bumble. Okay. Okay, so it's one level more serious than Bumble. Yeah, I I think that's what it is. And I think it's because it encourages conversation because with Bumble, people don't really initiate convo. So then what happens if no one's initiating conversation? What's going on? It just, <laughs> the, the match disappears after 24 hours. <laughs> and then you awkwardly see someone in a club and you both recognize each other, but neither of you say anything for eternity. Okay, so why do people respond on Hinge? Because you're responding to people's responses rather than photos. Like on Bumble, it's just a bio where you have a couple lines to describe yourself. But on Hinge, it asks you, like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite thing to do on the weekend? I like Macca's runs. And then you'd respond to that being like, I like Macca's runs. Want to go for a drive? Oh, cute. Cute. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Right, I would pick Hinge over all of them as well. That's good. I'm sure Sid will be glad to hear that. <laughs> um. Okay, this is a good one. Do you think your parents would care if you're on the apps? No. Ah, they probably would. I'd probably still do it. they'd probably just go okay this is what the kids of these days are doing like they thought it was weird that i picked my own boyfriend really (laughs) were you gonna get an arranged marriage well i think that they thought that my whole life so the fact that i even you know that me and sid dated out of choice that was probably shocking anything would have shocked them that would have been such another level if you were like, oh, yeah, we were friends with benefits from Hinge. Oh, no, nobody's going into that much detail. <laughs> uh, 40% of people said that their parents would care. Okay, can you give me some reasons why you think people are not on the apps? I reckon <clears throat> in this day and age, if you're not on a dating app, it's because you're too shy that somebody you know will be on the app and then they'll know. 
Yeah, that was a really common response. That's the only reason. That's the only reason that you wouldn't be on the app. Okay, yeah. A lot of people said, I don't want my family to know that I'm interested in dating, even though I actually am. I'm afraid of people I know seeing me on there. I'm afraid of getting the ick from some from seeing someone like a sibling or a cousin. Okay, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. Someone said that it was the reason that they don't hop on dating apps is because they're old-fashioned. Nah, like that's thinking that you're superior than other people. That's an unpopular opinion. (laughs) I think I'm interpreting old-fashioned differently to you. The way that I'm thinking about it is people want the courtship and the first touch and the first meet and all of that stuff. And they feel that dating apps take the magic out of it. But why can't you have that on a dating app? Because in a dating app or through dating apps, you would already know that you like each other. Because you swiped. Mm, But that's just a new age dating. Like, times will change. Like, this is the new way of falling in love, I guess. Especially with COVID. Like, you're not going to go to a... Well, maybe you would. But you're not going to go to someone up in a club and you're not going to be as comfortable. Like, when I was in school, everyone would talk on Messenger and that was, like, how you fell in love. And... People, when me and Sid met, we messaged a lot. Someone might go, oh, that's an old-fashioned way. Like, I don't want to message somebody. I want to write them love letters and send it to them in the mail. Like, this is just the new way. But do you think it's wrong to not conform to the new way of dating? It's like we're in a digital age. We do everything digitally. Some people, like, there was a transition from when you would write in a diary like what you're doing for the week. No one does that. Maybe some people do it, but the majority of us don't. And there's a there's a like there's a reason that everyone is on dating apps. So would you compare it to something like online shopping where we're used mm, to yeah. going in and buying and trying and feeling and Yeah, and like why can't you be on a dating app and also meet people the old fashioned way? That's so true. Why are we talking in exclusives or like restrictives? Just because you're on one doesn't mean you can't be on the other. Exactly. Or like you can't do the other. Like just because you're online doesn't mean you can't date and feel like not like. <laughs> yeah, please don't look at me. I'm on Tinder. <laughs> Maybe they just have a vision of how they meet, want to meet somebody and the courtship is a huge part of it. You know, they need to be... Their love language might be like touch, like physical touch. So they need to like interact with the person. So being on an app may just not do anything for them. I think I perceived they didn't really express themselves enough. So I think I jumped to conclusions and was like, oh, you're being stuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's situational. And I respect this person for their decisions. Like you do you. Okay, two people said that dating apps are only for hookups. If they have been on the app and they're saying that from experience, that's fine. But if they haven't been on the app and they haven't experienced it for themselves, then go on the app and experience it for yourself. I feel like it's a perception thing. Like, 
it's around the time when like eHarmony and all of that was big and you know on one end you've got marriage and you know immediately do everything and got Tinder which is more playful and fun and for younger people <laughs> so there was really not a good delineation there actually i do have i have heard friends say that's mainly for hookup culture but from what you were telling me it sounds like Tinder is more for hookup culture. Bumble is like in the middle and Hinge is more about people just engaging in conversation. Mm, yeah, I think there's definitely a basis for that and it definitely stems from some kind of truth. At the end of the day, it's just two people on two different screens and it just depends on – like you could meet a good person anywhere – as long as you both are on the same page about your intentions, you can meet a bad person anywhere. Like, regardless of what app it's on, it's just a medium for it, a conduit for two people to talk. Uh, this person says, I used to think that the only people that had to resort to apps were people who were incapable of finding a partner in real life. I think we all felt that way at one point, didn't we? Yes, and I blame eHarmony ads that made it all these women look super desperate and crying with their cats. <laughs> okay, wait, someone responded to this. They said, this attitude is real concerning. You can definitely date people you work with, go to uni with, and are friends with. That's great and happy for you. But some of us want to pick from as wide a pool as possible. Um, kudos to you if you find love the old-fashioned way, but apps aren't an inferior way of meeting someone do you and let others do them. I 100% agree with this person because it's like, you know, when you're in high school and you're st stuck, whatever, you're in a situation where you're with the same group of people simply because of who your parents are and where you were born. And from that, you have to pick who you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Or it only simply extends to who your friends with, like, I think it's great. Like, why not take your pick? Like, people say there's plenty of fish in the ocean, but it's like, what if you never make it to the ocean? What if you only had a puddle? Prayer proverbs. <laughs> uh, do you know that meme that's like, there are 7 billion people in this world and you really think you found your soulmate 20 kilometers away from you? <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend lives 20 kilometers uh, away from me. <laughs> <laughs> But really, like, what are the odds of the person that, you know, destiny was holding you to being with and... Well, I don't believe in soulmates. Oh, yeah, we talked about this, right? Multiple soulmates. Yeah. I think you decide every day if you want to make it work. Mm, agreed. Love is a choice. It is. And people make it sound like it's not. It's like, oh, I love them. It's like, you can, you can really choose it. You really can. Okay, we're going to have to get... Three second break and we'll be right back with some dating horror stories you guys sent in. Okay, it's been three seconds. That was your break. Too bad. Okay, here's the first story. I went on a date with a guy and just wasn't vibing it. I insisted on splitting the bill, but he said, that's just not how I was raised and made sure he paid for the bill. When he asked for a second date, I said it was really lovely meeting him, but I don't think there was a spark. And then he rage quitted at me and accused me of using him for a free meal. He then sent me his bank details and demanded I transfer him back. <laughs> 
He's just a control freak and a narcissist. Like, run. And extremely bitter. And she did. She did run, so good on you. Yeah, she ran before this even happened. So there were obviously more red flags on the date that indicated he was a freak. Probably. Like, the fact that he used it basically against her. So she told him that she's not interested. Let's split the bill. He decided to ignore her. Decided to ignore the words that are coming out of her mouth because he thought he could convince her otherwise. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when a guy is like hitting on you and then they say like and then you reject them and they're like, Oh, it's fine, you're you're fat anyway. Or it's fine, you're ugly anyway. It's like nothing has changed since you hit on me. <laughs> it's a um actually I read something about why men do that so they basically put you down so that then psychologically you want to prove yourself to them without knowing it and then you want their attention so is this like negging because you reject them well it is negging it's 100 percent negging but the thought behind it is they put you down so that The only way you can feel good again about yourself is if they compliment you. So then you're kind of like stuck under their foot. And they're your only source of validation. Exactly. So don't fall for it because they're doing it on purpose. That's what negging is. If you guys have been negged or even better, if you guys have used negging, um, no judgment from us. I just want to know like more about why and if it worked and you know what what made you compelled to because it's not a good feeling on this side but I mean I feel like it would stem from some kind of insecurity okay next story um I was dating this guy for a few months but decided the wisest thing to do one day was to ignore him completely uh because I was in a weird stage of my life and I wish I dealt with it better but anyways one day I'm hanging out with a few friends and I get super wasted so I'm stuck in the bathroom um but when I walk out one of my good friends is there with her boyfriend and she introduces me to him and he goes oh hello and turns out he started dating her two weeks after the thing with us ended which is a bit awkward. A funny part of the story is that this friend of mine is exactly like me. We are literally the same person. So homeboy has a type, I guess. So the guy she was talking to is now dating her friend. Wait, wait, did he, did she stop talking to him? Yeah, she did. And then two weeks later, he found someone exactly like her who also happens to be her friend. Oh, my God. The poor girl who's dating him. What do you even do when you... Did she ever tell her friend? Oh, my God. You would hope so, surely. I think she should have. Tell us if you did. Who knows if she did. These are good. I know. They're so good. Thanks, guys. Okay. This one's my favorite. It's like twist after twist after twist. I'm excited. So I was on Bumble (laughs) and I matched with someone from a small indie band that I used to listen to. And even though he wasn't really someone I was interested in... I matched anyway because I was semi-fangirling. 
Anyway, we started talking at the beginning of the week, and I happened to be going to Newtown on the Friday. I live really far away, so it wasn't like I was in the area often, so we decided to meet up in the evening amongst my other plans. During that night, I'm hanging out with some of my friends, and they bring their friends who I didn't know, but we all hang out and got along. We decide to move locations, and I tell the guy that I'm supposed to meet where we are. We get there, and he tells me he's coming. He walks up the stairs to where we are, looks at the group, and immediately turns around and leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck? The girl next to me, a friend of a friend, says, oh my god, that's the guy I slept with last week. The whole table was like, what the fuck was that? And then I say, that's the guy I was meant to meet up with. And then they're like, oh my god, what the fuck? So him and his friend eventually come back and try to chat, but like, I'm not really having a bar of it. My other guy friends, it gets worse, my other guy friends um, end up making comments about the Bumble guy being a dick, and then he goes to punch them, <gasps> and glasses get broken, and then Bumble guy and his friend leave as they have now caused a whole scene with smashed glass in the middle of a restaurant. The rest of the night, Bumble guy proceeds to call and message me, saying that he really wishes he had got more time alone to talk and to forgive him. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a roller coaster. See, I want to know more about this story. Like, the friend that the Bumble guy hooked up with, did he, like, not respond to her? Did he reject her text messages? Was this girl talking to Bumble guy? Like, how long had she been talking to him for? Was he two timing? Look, I, I get why Bumble guy acted the way he did. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah, I think it's very human. Like, fight, flight, freeze. He chose flight. Yeah, true. Oh. Someone said, my mum used to swipe for me. Oh, my God. And come up with replies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. This is like elite brown mum. <laughs> Get this. She told me to go on multiple dates because she said, you won't know Kit Kat's your favourite if you haven't tried 12 crunchy <laughs> Cadbury. <laughs> <laughs> the analogy so wait does brown mum want her hooking up with these guys or what does she want or does she want her just dating that's the juice that we need (laughs) also guys like if you want some advice on your current dating situation email us instagram message us and we can talk about it and be like your platform we won't mention any names no names will be discussed um if you want us to blank out some details, we'll do that. But send in as much detail as you can. And yeah, we'll give you some of our advice. Yeah, we'd love for this to be an advice column by people who are not necessarily skilled to give advice, but we'll give it anyway. Anyone is welcome here. Okay, this one isn't really a story. It's more of a comment. I've met people through work friends and parties who I've been interested in and who've been interested in me, but I'd say my two most impactful and positive romantic experiences were both via apps. They were both people I wouldn't have met normally and one was quite different from my usual type. As a result, I'd say I learned more about the world, more about me and more about loving people beyond your type. The world is huge. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy that to this person, I'm so happy that you experienced that. It sounds like it didn't end up working out, but it sounds like you learnt 
a lot more about yourself and that's the point of dating apps right like if you want to get that to meet somebody who you wouldn't have normally how else will you yeah it doesn't always have to end in a relationship in order to be successful it could result in a lot of self-growth which is as much a cause for celebration exactly like kind of finding a new friend with benefits (laughs) but like (laughs) it could be just a way to meet new people because how do you make friends as an adult i don't even know how to it's the hardest thing and if i'm i can't believe we became friends i know we became friends in the most random way it's been fantastic and now we get to like have podcasts talking about random stuff. I love it. Yeah, like I can't, I don't know how to make friends as an adult. Anybody out there who wants to be friends, like hit me up. Aww. Yeah, it's really hard to make friends and it's probably 10 times harder to meet somebody. If you have a type, if you know what type you want and the community that you're in, your type already exists there, then you probably don't need apps. Do you have a type? Yeah, it's Sid. Okay, if Sid didn't exist, would your type still be someone like Sid? I don't think I physically, I do not have a type at all. I think it's more on the person's personality. Because let's be honest, let's be real, looks fade. They fade real quick. It's what are you left with after that? That's probably the only downside to these dating apps is that actually no that's not a downside if you meet somebody in in person like you see their face (laughs) i'm like i was gonna say it's a downside to these dating apps because the first thing you see is a photo but same thing when you see them in person (laughs) but this is not very indian so my type is somebody who's not like your traditional indian like the perfect balance of whitewashed and brownwashed for you yes and like i think the biggest thing is someone who doesn't listen to their parents what do you mean by that i feel like in the indian community a lot of brown boys are very groomed by their parents so i've had friends in the past who have broken up with their girlfriend because their mom told them to what like yeah and that's happened a lot maybe it's the people maybe it's the guys that i'm exposed to but yeah like I would never want to date somebody who literally (laughs) listens to their parents. I think there's a subsect of brown boy culture where, which stems from a lot of coddling from parents Mm. um, because historically it's always been this great thing to have a newborn boy and so you kind of cherish that boy forever and carrying on the line. And I think that results in a lot of feelings of, an entitlement and that entitlement results in like behaviors like this where you would tend to listen to your parents over other people because they have cherished you and loved you all your life and you've listened to them for that and suddenly everything they say is gospel and although so many people have been able to bypass this and become wonderful people it's just a stereotypical cultural thing yeah they've like they've just really helped your ego Okay, this person wants to remain anonymous. Of course, everybody is. Um, She says, Oh my God, I once caved into my parents' pressure for me to get married and let my mum manage a shadi.com profile for me. That was forever ago. 
And I matched with a guy. His family managed his profile. I never pursued it because I didn't want a middleman. I wanted a guy who was interested in me, not his folks. I ended up reconnecting with an old uni friend. We started we started dating. One day I was looking through his old photos and I found a photo of him that looked familiar. Turns out he was the guy whose parents connected with me on the Shadi website. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That is fate personified. Wait, so are they together now? I assumed so. Oh my god, are you still together? That would be the best wedding love story. Imagine the parents. The parents for life will be like, see, listen oh to my us. God. We know best. No. It's like it's like purposely just sabotage the relationship so it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next story. This person wants to remain anonymous. Don't worry, everyone is anonymous. De-identified. She says, I met him on Bumble. I'm a single mom, and in our culture, I found it hard after my divorce because I was so, so lonely and really was looking for companionship. I've been online dating on and off for over three years. I nearly gave up, but last year, with COVID, I gave it one last shot, and I met him. It has been so, so, so difficult with my family, who pretty much don't talk to me anymore. Oh, my God. But I know that it is right for me for now. Wait, do they not talk to her because she's divorced? I assumed so, but it looks like a blended family and it looks like he's not brown. Okay, so she's divorced, she was lonely, started dating, which is the natural thing to do. And then now she, the guy she's dating, they don't approve of him? Or do they not approve of her decisions of getting divorced? I'm sorry this is happening to her. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all of those factors. Like, the parents' disappointment in quote, end quote, in quotation marks, um, of her failure, extreme quotations, um, and her inability to stay married, whatever that is. Um, but then also the fact that he's not the new guy isn't someone that would necessarily stereotypically fit into their family because of his culture and because he has kids, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you did absolutely everything that you should be doing. You prioritized yourself and it will definitely pay off someday. That's really sad. Like in our culture being unhappy is glamorized and it's seen as a good thing and being happy is seen as being selfish and being inconsiderate of your others you know like your family's feelings but honestly like if you're not happy what is the point on anything yeah i think you're doing exactly what you have to be doing right now we had someone with a comment which I think really summarizes everything I'm feeling right now about this conversation so far. She says it pretty much depends on the person, not the platform. Um, She was with a mentally abusive man who treated her like trash and was married, (gasps) but then met someone on Dilmil who um, is the love of her life. And her best friend met her partner on Instagram. Her other best friend met her partner on um, Bumble. And one of her friends who's married met their partner on Blackberry Messenger. And her whole kind of purpose in saying this is that she says, we can't blame the apps for giving us the opportunities that people have taken advantage of. Chef's kiss. I don't know how that's going to (laughs) sound. Well, exactly. Like, you can meet dickheads in real life. You can meet dickheads on the internet. Like, they're going to be there regardless. 
Like, wouldn't you prefer just meeting someone, like texting someone on a dating app and then quickly get it over with if you don't kind of vibe rather than meeting someone, you're physically attracted to them. So you go out on a date and then the date sucks. So then you basically lost a whole evening. And then say you go out on three, four dates because that one date you couldn't really tell the difference. Like, wouldn't you, isn't it better to just text someone and figure it out like there's butterflies yeah it'll be cool but who do you want to be with Mm, yeah I I can see how some people can like really enjoy the honeymoon phase and how why some people like to go into the practical side of it I feel like excitement could be more than just the first touch. It could be that could translate into a dating app version of it, which is like waiting for a message or it could be meeting on the first date or kind of being able to look back on your messages. Like there's so many little things that you could translate into your own form of excitement. Yeah. Like I remember when me and Sid started like talking, I would be so excited for my for a text message. I definitely would have felt the same butterflies I felt from a text message as in us meeting in person. Like the power isn't taking taken away when you use digital forms to meet someone. Yeah, I think in a digital world, it we just have to exactly. adapt. Okay, next story. Once a guy said he was six foot three, but he was five foot three. Was it a typo? Did he accidentally... <laughs> They say, I know it sounds like I'm making it up, but I've never ran out of a date faster. Wait, because he was short? Look, I feel like I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt and she ran out because he lied. But, like, did he typo it? Like, did he accidentally write six foot three? Or did he mean to write, I don't know. Why would you lie? You're going you're gonna to be caught out on it so easily. Why would you lie? Oh, I've got so many thoughts. I feel like I want to believe that she went out because, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like a part of me, because society is so prejudiced against shorter guys, that there's a chance that she subconsciously ran out because of that and not because Mm. he lied. Had she known he was 5'3", would she have Mm. come on the date? I mean, like, I definitely think he lied. But, like, I have a bit of sympathy because it probably stems from insecurity. Yeah, he probably should just be honest. Look, I get why she walked out. It's because he lied. Fair enough. He's, if he's lying from day one, then all hope is lost. And he could have done an order, like, mistyped it. He maybe just wanted to get a dates with people because he wasn't getting dates. No, I'm not buying You don't that. think it was? Yeah, I'm not buying that. <clears throat> Like, I know how much people scrutinize their dating profiles and show it to their friends and make sure it's, like, what they want it to be. It's really hard to put yourself out there. But why would he type a whole foot longer? (laughs) Like, bro, at least write, like, maybe write 5'5 rather than (laughs) (laughs) an entire subway. <laughs> Ooh, I have a story. As in me, Kripa once went on a date and um I was super tired, really wasn't feeling it. It was a 45-minute drive. I was just out of a breakup, so I really wanted to put myself out there and really force myself to go. Got there, really didn't help that he was so boring. Oh. Um yeah, I mean, he's definitely not listening to this, but pretty much he just talked about himself, didn't really ask me any questions. Uh 
the plan was supposed to be dinner and then holy moly, but I kind of gathered from pretty early on that, that, you know, I wasn't really keen for holy moly, so I cut the date short. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, look, I've had a great time, but I'm not really feeling it, so, um, yeah, like, keen to cut this short. <laughs> what do you think? So it had been 35 minutes. Ooh. Do I owe him the whole night? I think you should have stayed around for the whole night. Really? Yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, if you aren't feeling it, you should do what you want to do, right? Like, Don't you think it's worse if I know there's no future in it and he doesn't know that? I'm just leading him on. That is a good point, actually. I'm the worst with conflict, so I would have just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> It was really hard to do. Like, it was really hard to get out of there. So I totally understand what you mean. No, Um, I... Look... Like, I had friends that said that I shouldn't have left. Look, if you had been on a date for maybe, like, an hour, I would have been like, okay, but 35 minutes. Maybe the guy just has no game. Oh, yeah, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Like, maybe he just needed to, like, click out of whatever... he was in to become a little bit more interesting maybe you hadn't gotten to the topic that made you two click but at the end of the day you need to follow your gut and I 100% stick by that if you weren't feeling it walk away you just did a complete 180 Priya I did (laughs) I think you should have stayed look you gave him 35 minutes how much are you going to know about a guy in 35 minutes maybe it was a me problem like maybe I should have anticipated that I wasn't ready for it and I shouldn't have wasted his time. Look. She's maybe stressed. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I'm just like, there are so many levels to this though. Because one, you don't want to be there in the first place. You were freshly out of a relationship and you probably didn't want to sit there and listen to some guy just talk about himself. You wanted a conversation you wanted a dinner night where you were both engaging conversation and you weren't getting that from him. I think I wanted a distraction and I wasn't distracted. Exactly. He he wasn't kind of giving you what you wanted. So for that reason, yes, you should have left. Now, if you were there on a dinner to get to know a guy because, hey, I want to find a new relationship, then you should have just stayed. For the situation that you were in, it's good that you left because you were never serious about it in the first place. Well, maybe it can be argued that I shouldn't have committed. You should never have gone to the dinner in the first place. I just wanted to be wowed, you know? I think you wanted a good guy who had good game. I think I wanted validation that the breakup was a good idea and that was not (laughs) given to me. Exactly. And he was probably validating that he was like, oh my God, this is what I have left my relationship for. Yeah. If you wanted to meet someone new and actually date them, you should stay longer. You weren't looking for somebody to date. But I don't know what I wanted, to be honest. I wish I had some dating stories to start, like share. Did you never go on any dates? No. I, all my stories are me liking a guy in high school and then never telling him all throughout high school. Oh, Priya. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one to end on. Last story. 
I was having a perfectly good time on my date with this girl at lunch when she randomly got a call from her friend. Her friend just found out that she was convicted for possession of drugs. So the date ended up in a courthouse where I met her family, her friends, the accused, the accused's mother. What a champ for going. So he must have he must have offered to go, oh my god, I'll drive you, being the nice guy. That's so sweet. I think that's a good situation to end up in, honestly, because you instantly get to know what are her friends like, what's her mom like, what am I getting into, is this something that I want to stay in? Because she would have been showing this one side of herself on the date and then he instantly got to see another side so like you know how when the way you talk to your parents is always different the way you talk to your friends is different so he got to see it all in one night so I think he's actually lucky you can't hide anything no like you you do you remember the first time you saw your partner around his friends yeah like it's different 100% not in a good or a bad way like it is different Look, it's not a bad situation to end up in, especially in the honeymoon period. Exactly. Where both of you are constantly putting your best foot forward. So this gives you insight into her life and who she is. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. He did, unfortunately, mention that they're not together. Oh. Okay, we've been recording for ages. Yeah, okay, let's do our outro. Wait, do we have an outro? I don't know. (laughs) All right, guys. So it looks like that is the end of the stories. That was actually a lot of fun. So send in more of your stories. Yeah, you can DM us at UnculturedPod or AskUncultured at gmail.com. We're here fortnightly. Tell your friends, tell your family, come hang out with us every second Monday or something in that vicinity. (laughs) Yeah, as two people who aren't afraid of sharing our opinion, we'll try and give the best advice that we can, but... You know, it's not professional advice in any way whatsoever. I'm really excited to do this with you, Priya. Um, I'm really excited to get to know everyone and for them to get to know us and for us to just chill and hang. Yeah, and the thing that I love, though, is that we're both the same in the sense that you'll message me last minute and go, oh, can we record tomorrow? And I'll message you going, yeah. And then I'll be like, can we record tomorrow? And you'll be like, yeah. And we're just like, uh. yeah. So in terms of organization, me, me and Crip are exactly the same, which works really well. Which works, it works really, really well. well. But it's also dangerous. Because yeah, I don't get anxiety knowing that we have a meeting. Like, yeah, if I'm not feeling it, I can move it. So guys, when you when these podcasts happen, we are 100%. Just to end it off, we're literally saying the first thing that comes to our mind and... Yeah, have a laugh around with us. And if anything resonates with you, if you want to join the conversation, DM us at Uncultured Pod or at Hi, my name is Priya, and we'll get right <laughs> back to you. We will. All right, guys, well, we'll see you in two weeks, and till then. Bye.